Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We recap the results from the weekend's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. Uh, I was Honestly, just on the couch, crushing out some Criminal Minds. The new season's been great so far. And I also got to sample some of the seasonal releases from Last Mountain Distillery as well, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. But we want to get right into the show by talking about today's bets. But first, we got to talk about our other sponsor over at Bet99. Now, Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and the World Cup. Now, Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24 7 with their live chat option so go to bet99.com to make an account today use code shooters on at sign up and please gamble responsibly you must be 19 plus years of age to do so and it is available to persons in ontario only but most importantly if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you contact connex ontario at one 866 531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. We also have the Saskatchewan number down below as it's going in the ticker there. Always want to make sure that you're gambling responsibly and just enjoying the show. Now, let's talk about our weekend recap. Overall, we had a really good weekend of bets. Um, Friday night could have been a little bit better. Uh, we were 2-2. Two and two. Um, This is kind of how we felt heading into the weekend. But luckily, we got it back on Saturday with plus 2.98 units. That was a 5-4 and four day. And then yesterday on Sunday, uh, we had plus 3.94 units and a 4-4 four and four day overall. So how did the overall weekend go? Uh, well, our good friend Johnny knows how it went. So we're profitable this weekend, another five and a half units. We're up almost over 13 units this month so far. We talked about having a big month as we head into the Christmas season, as we want to make sure that we can get some nice Christmas gifts for the fam. Now, let's talk about other things that happened this weekend in sports. The World Cup knockout stage is honestly just all the favorites are taking care of business. Um, It started with Netherlands in that first game with the U.S. Three to one was the final 
U.S. played right into their hands. They played exactly how they wanted to. They countered, and they scored with relative ease on the American defense. Still a, a successful tournament for the Americans that cannot get lost in the shuffle. Youngest team in the tournament got out of the group, and they put up a good fight against Netherlands. Now, Argentina, they advanced over Australia 2-1. to one. Lionel Messi scored. Uh, you had France 3-1 to one over Poland. Kylian Mbappe scored twice. And then yesterday, England took care of Senegal 3-0. So all the favorites are through. It sets up some great matchups in the quarterfinals, Netherlands and Argentina and France and England. So really looking forward to those games. Now, college football playoff is also set now. Uh, You got Georgia and Ohio State will square off, as will Michigan and TCU. Georgia, they won the SEC. Ohio State sat on their couch all weekend and still got in. Michigan won the Big Ten, and TCU lost in the Big 12 final to Kansas State, but they were still on just one loss. USC losing opened things up for a team like Ohio State to get in, so lucky for them they will be playing Georgia in that college football playoff in the beginning of January. I think the committee got it right. I don't know who else you could put in. Glad to see a team like Bama didn't get in who were sitting on two losses. Now, NFL Sunday recap. It was an interesting Sunday because there were some pretty major injuries. Um, A.J. Brown revenge game went his way 35-10. to 10. Uh, He finished with eight catches for 119 yards and two TDs. Green Bay came back to beat the Bears. Aaron Rodgers still owns the city of Chicago. Detroit just blew out Jacksonville, one of our big misses over the weekend. Thought the Jags would be a lot better. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was hurt at the end of the second quarter, but came out and played the rest of the game, so he should be fine. Cleveland won 27-14 in one of the most uninspiring wins you'll ever see. Deshaun Watson looked really bad, but it didn't matter when you're playing a team like the Texans. He will have to be a lot better moving forward, though. Minnesota 27-22 over the Jets. The Jets offense, they just kept stalling out in the red zone. They kicked a lot of field goals, and Minnesota was able to hold on late. Pittsburgh 19 to 16 over Atlanta. Baltimore 10 to 9 over Denver. I hope you did not buy tickets to that game or even tune into that game solo. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he's going to be out days or weeks, not the remainder of the year. He left with a knee injury. Really sewered my fantasy chances in the work league, but nonetheless, hope he's okay. Uh, we tied yesterday. Washington and the Giants did uh, 20 all. Should never be a tie in the NFL. That's set for footy. Uh, San Fran won 33-17 over Miami, but the big news there, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot, so he won't be available for the remainder of the year. Seattle took care of business, as did Vegas. Uh, since he did over Kansas City, Joe Burrow has Patrick Mahomes' number. And Dallas, 54-19. My Cowboys won last night. I went to bed when it was 40-19, to so to wake up to that was really surprising. And then the last bit of news that uh, a lot of people in the U.S. wouldn't care about, but Canadians definitely should. Ismail Kone, he's heading to Watford, the Canadian international. Now, Watford is not in the Premier League right now. They currently sit fourth in the championship. But this is a situation where I really hope that uh, he can get some experience. And, and hopefully they do get promoted because this would go a long way in his development, the young Canadian midfielder. He's one of those guys that you would identify as a guy that we need to get a lot better heading into the 2026 World Cup, and I think he has the opportunity to do so heading over to the UK. But with that, that's what happened over the weekend. We got to head over now and talk about today's daily game slate, but first, let's play the video. 
All right, so let's start in the World Cup. We have Japan and Croatia kicking off at 9 a.m. my time, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and then Brazil and South Korea is happening after that. So this Japan-Croatia game is a really intriguing one for me. Um, I think this is one where Croatia, they looked okay in the group. I mean, Morocco was the best team that they faced. Clearly, they were the ones who won the group, but... Belgium looked very uninspiring. They they knocked off the Canadians pretty handily, but I'm still not sure about this Croatian team, and I'm kind of waiting for one of these favorites to lose. Now they're at plus 108 right now, but I think that Japan has a great opportunity to win this game. Um, feels like there's going to be an outside team that's going to go on a run here, and I think FIFA also wants it to be an Asian team, given this is an Asian World Cup. So I think that versus a veteran side that may be a little bit overrated because of how the group play stood out uh to me i really do like japan today won't be an official show play but i think if you're looking for one maybe japan to qualify i don't know if they get it done in regulation we could even see extra time today and then brazil minus 350 versus south korea the brazilians are heavy favorites and they should be let's face it um south korea made a bit of a run but when you're taking on the favorites of the whole tournament i really do think that brazil are going to advance here i would bet not both teams to score today. I think we actually see 2-0. Might even sprinkle a little bit on the exact score of 2-0 Brazil just for fun. But I don't love this game for South Korea today. And I don't think you should when they're plus 1,100. Um, I'm also not going to get into any spreads today. At, at minus 350, you got to go a goal and a half today. And I just don't know if I want to play that kind of juice. Now, NBA-wise, eight games happening tonight. Um, not looking at a few of them. Uh, really don't like the Clippers in Charlotte. OKC in Atlanta, it sounds like Trey Young and Nate McMillan have some issues, so I'm staying away from Atlanta until that gets resolved. Philadelphia and Houston, I'm not betting on the Rockets. And then Phoenix-Dallas, I don't have a great read because Dallas beat them in the playoffs, so it could be a revenge spot. Or Phoenix could be missing players once again, and then we have a Booker versus Luka matchup. But the games that I am looking at, the Bucks are minus 8.5 versus Orlando. 225 and a half is where that line is at. Now the Bucks did just beat Charlotte on Saturday. Uh, no big three either in that game. That really just shows how bad Charlotte are, that they can't beat a team that has no Giannis, no Drew Holiday, and no Middleton. But nonetheless, I believe all three are going to play tonight. So this is one where I would wait a little bit closer to tip off before I would go and bet it. Orlando have lost eight straight games. They've only covered three of their last 10. And then let's face it, their last 10 head-to-head Milwaukee's won 10. They've covered eight of those games as well. So I really do like this road spot for Milwaukee, if all three of the big three are in, to go in and walk away with a victory. Then Boston, they're minus one and a half versus Toronto. Uh, 227 and a half is where that line is at for the over-under. Um, these are always great games between these two teams. Um, Toronto never backs down from a challenge, and Boston's one of the co-favorites in the Eastern Conference for me. So Boston, they've won 8 of 10. Toronto's just won 5 of their last 10. And Boston, although they have had Toronto's number recently, they've won the th- last 3 head-to-head. They've covered in 6 of the last 8 head-to-head as well. So this is one where I would lean Boston heavily today. Miami and Memphis. Memphis is minus 2.5. Both teams have been pretty average recently. They've both won 5 of their last 10, as well as against the spread. They've covered 5 of their last 10. Um, Miami is just a bad matchup for Memphis long term, but short term Memphis has covered in four of their last five. Um, the play I like more so in this game is the over because in their last eight head to head games, seven of them have gone over. 
And then Indiana versus Golden State, the Warriors, they are minus nine and a half now. They were eight and a half yesterday. Both teams have been really good. Um, They've won a combined 13 of their last 20 games in the association. Now, head-to-head, though, they have gone under in three of their last four, and none of their totals in the last five have gone over that 241.5 that we're seeing here for Indiana and Golden State. Now, clearly, Vegas thinks this is going to be a high-scoring game, but I'm just not sure I would definitely lean the under tonight. Then NHL-wise, six games happening today, three of them that interest me. Um, I don't want to get into betting on Vegas and Boston because Boston being at home, they are heavy favorites, and I can't get myself to want to go and bet Vegas straight up. Then you've got Colorado and Philly. Philly, they're they're heavy underdogs at home. Colorado's minus 210 tonight. I'm not going to bet a road puck line, so I want to stay away there. And then Arizona and Calgary. Um, Calgary's minus 320. Even if you want to bet the puck line, it's not great value. As much as I believe the Flames will cover that, just not a spread I'm interested in. So let's talk about the three games that I am, St. Louis and the Rangers. St. Louis are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They've gone over in eight of their last 10 games as well. The Rangers, on the other hand, they're 4-4-2. Four, four and two. They've gone under in six of them. So when I look at these two goalies, I would definitely normally lean the, the under, but four of their last five have gone over. Igor is kind of on my shit list right now. Let's let's just call it that. Um, haven't been a big fan of him goaltending-wise recently in Bennington. He's cooled off after winning a number of games in a row, so I would lean the over at minus 115 for now, but that's where my head is at with that game. Now, Washington and Edmonton is another one I'm looking at. T- teams trending in opposite directions. You've got Washington who've only won three of their last 10, and Edmonton's won six of their last 10. Now, Washington, uh, they've gone under in a lot of their games. Edmonton's gone over in a lot. I just think that these games, they've gone over recently between these two. Uh, The last four head-to-head matchups, they've gone over, so I would definitely lean the over today with Kemper and Skinner in net. And then Montreal and Vancouver, both teams, they've been pretty consistent. Um, 500 over their last 10 for Montreal as well as Vancouver. Um, They've also gone over in three of their last four recently. I'm not a big fan of either goaltender tonight, whether it's Allen or Martin. As good as Martin has been as the backup in Vancouver, I just can't get behind uh, him as a goalie tonight between these two Canadian teams, so I definitely lean the over in this game. Then college basketball-wise, two ranked teams going at it tonight. Um, Kent State's taking on Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga, they are heavy favorites at minus 15 and a half. So I actually like Kent state to cover tonight. Um, they're six and two on the year, but they're seven and zero against the spread. They've got a pretty solid offense and defense. So I think Gonzaga could run into some problems and it's a pretty steep line. So that would be my early lean for Kent state. And then Troy, they're taking on number 24, San Diego state, another minus 15 and a half spread. Um, Troy, they've been great against the spread as well as going over. And while San Diego State doesn't cover, they also go over pretty consistently. So this is one where I'm definitely leaning the over between these two teams. I just need Troy to show up offensively tonight. And then to cap it off, Monday Night Football, it is the Saints who are plus three and a half taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, recent form would tell you that, well, Tampa Bay won earlier in the year, but New Orleans have still won seven of the last 10 head-to-head matchups. Um, Tom really struggled when he went up against Sean Payton. Now he's not. 
and uh, he gets the win, obviously, earlier in the year. So my early lean here, I would kind of lean Tampa Bay to go and get the win, um, but it is a divisional game, and they get really weird, um, even though New Orleans are on the road. So I'm not touching the spread. Um, don't really love the over-under either, but we will have a play in a couple minutes here for Monday Night Football. But with that, we've gone through all the games. Now it's time to give you our last call pick segment, which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. But before we do, let's play the video. All right. As I said, Last Mountain Distillery is the sponsor of this segment, which is a family-owned and operated business located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out now. Their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, and new local candy cane vodka this year as well. So the wife and I this weekend, as I said, we were crushing out some criminal minds, but we also got to try a couple of these great products, starting with their cherry whiskey. We mixed it with some Diet Coke, really loved it as a nice relaxing cocktail. Doesn't mix well with milk. I will say that much. We learned that cherry whiskey paralyzers are not a thing that you can do with this one as it curdled pretty bad, but really loved it. Uh, regardless. And then I also tried their old-fashioned mixed cocktail, which was phenomenal. One of my personal favorites. Definitely going to add it to the inventory moving forward. But really appreciate the folks over there at Last Mountain Distillery. Go and check out their products. They are phenomenal. But with that, we are in holiday season, and I'm wearing the Christmas sweater again. It's starting to reek a little bit. Um, But that means that we're paying for Christmas gifts. You know, no Tim's gift cards in the stocking. We need to pay for the cars, the cardigans, whatever it is that you want to get for your significant other or family members. But we've been profitable. We want to keep that going today. We got four show plays for you here now. Starting in the NHL with that Montreal and Vancouver going over six and a half at minus 110. As I said, they've gone over in three of their last four. Not a huge fan of the goaltending matchup here either. Um, As good as Spencer Martin has been, um, he's coming in giving up two and four goals so he is averaging three goals against recently and then on the other side Allen just hasn't been great all year I just need one of these offenses to blow up I think it's going to be Vancouver's night if I'm leaning anywhere but I think it's a great spot I don't normally love this six and a half spot but when you got these two goalies I'm definitely going to lean the over I'm also going to lean the Boston Celtics to cover at minus one and a half versus the Toronto Raptors another two unit play and I just believe this is one of those games where Tatum's going to ball out. He's going to boost his NBA profile, or NBA MVP profile, I should say. He's already pretty uh, pretty prolific. But when it comes to this Boston team, there is no Marcus Smart tonight. He is hurt, but it still feels like a good spot for Boston. They're co-favorites in the East, as I said earlier. It's them and Milwaukee for me. And I just think that they have Toronto's number. They know how to beat this team, and they're going to do so tonight. And when... It's minus one and a half. You might as well take that line instead of the money line at closer to minus 120. College basketball-wise, I'm also leaning the Troy Trojans and the San Diego State Aztecs over 136 and a half for one and a half units. And I know that it's not this simple, but they average a combined 161 per game and they give up 135. 
so you would think that it would finish somewhere in the middle and you know math can uh can definitely show that but when it comes to these two teams i actually think troy are pretty good and it's they haven't had the easiest schedule they they faced arkansas already on and they had a cold shooting night they faced a bad florida state team and they beat them pretty badly so i think that san diego state they don't worry me at all they're going to cross 70 points maybe 75 as well if they cross 75 then i really feel good about this line because i do think that troy will keep it relatively close and so i'm going to take the over on this game and then to cap it off in the nfl i'm going to take a player prop which is chris godwin over six and a half receptions at minus 136 for two and a half units. I just think Tommy's found his new favorite target um, and he's going to key in on him tonight. One thing that I'll note is that Mike Evans usually struggles against this Saints secondary. So if they're shutting him down, Tom's got to get it to somebody. Uh, you got Cameron Brait, Russell Gage, and Leonard Fournette are all questionable for tonight. So that leaves you with Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and the only other option would be Scotty Miller. So yes, you may get a couple of those guys back for Tampa, but I still think that Tom's going to key in on Godwin. He loves him in the slot, and that's what we're going to see tonight in the NFL. But thank you, everyone, who tuned in today to the live show. Follow us at HedgePod on all of our social platforms for all of our plays. The value in college basketball so far has been great, and so I love to bet these lines throughout the day, which is why we post them over on our Twitter account. So you want to go and follow that now. Um, That's why we've been having so many profitable days. The show plays have been pretty consistent. They're around 500. We're up a couple units, but it's college basketball where we've been making our money. So you definitely don't want to miss those plays. But thank you, everyone who tunes in. Go and drop us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify if you're listening to the audio version of this show. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.